You're listening to Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. Today, we are showing off. So it's the week after Thanksgiving, and we were supposed to have a guest this week, but uh, life happens as it does. Schedules. She had to change her schedule. So we're going to have her on later on this month. Um, but this week, you're coming, uh, you get the two of us again. Once again. Who doesn't like that? Well, other than mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see, so I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, uh, and we are now... Uh, coming off a long weekend where we did the annual Beatles night here in Portland, which has been the 14th year it's happened. And not to, Kevin was involved, so I, I'll say this being the outside party. Uh, Be- this Beatles night was rated by Rolling Stone magazine as the uh, the best Beatles night in the country. Um, and that's saying something. So they don't do the stupid wigs and all that. They just play amazing music. Uh, and Kev's main youth rock orchestra was part students, of it. Students, yeah. We had our students part of it. And uh, it was great. We did Magical Mystery Tour in its entirety. And we finished the whole show off with nothing better than at this point in life, all you need is love. Yeah. Which is a great sentiment. And uh, it was nice. The, the, before the song started, Spencer made everybody in the audience hug each other and tell each other they love each other. So it was, it was a nice sentiment. But musically, at the end of uh, All You Need Is Love, there's a nice little outro that has um, uh, a jazz standard over uh, green sleeves. And on top of that, the trumpets have this great uh, Bach invention. Yeah, the two-part the two part invention number eight in F. Yeah. You know, he was running out of, out of, he couldn't just call it like Freebird at that point. So yeah, he, had to, he wasn't that cool yet. But, um, but you've heard it. If you've listened to that piece, or that song, I think everyone has, All You Need Is Love. Um, at the end, that, that the really high punctuated trumpet line is, is yeah, just again reaching back and sampling from the greats. So anyway, it was a you know what? Actually, that's probably a great song to throw on throw on today. That's that's your home yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So, uh, but now we this week we thought we we do a show off week, which are like show off pieces, flashy pieces that yeah. we both love, um, and that a great beer that uh, the name just kind of. It you know describes it pretty pretty easily. Yeah, these these pieces are not not all the time, but many times used as uh, flash pieces or if, uh, encores. Or... Yeah, if someone's performed a great concerto with an orchestra and they to get clapped out for an encore, they'll come out and play a short, really flashy piece, really showy piece, just to just to wow everyone. And uh, the we we've each picked one. Yeah, we, we haven't really we had a chance to feature we, these. We haven't, and also it's kind of weird that we picked ones. Not weird that we of our respective instruments too yeah yeah well yeah so i'll start with mine uh so this is a piece by a guy named david popper who's not really well known um outside the cello world he is a uh he's, he wrote a lot of etudes exercises for for cello and then wrote some some show pieces especially but um this one is called dance of the elves um which is not the you know most masculine name of a piece <laughs> um, yeah but anyway it's it's two and a half minutes and I just gotta say that there's easily over two thousand notes, if not more, within the two That's and a half minutes. Uh, it's beyond fast. It's beyond high. It actually, if on the cello, so playing up high is not something fun for any string player, um, unless you're really into it for some reason. But this one and this piece actually goes past the fingerboard, which 
is the fingerboard, if you don't know, is like what tells you where to put your fingers. Yeah. Um, this piece goes past it. That's how high it gets in some sections. It'd be the similar thing, uh, the neck of a guitar. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, yeah. Um, so it's it's just this fast flying piece. Um, it's really fun. It's a great flashy piece. Uh, and then uh, the version we are, are listening to, you know, I've heard different versions go. As, it takes sometimes three minutes to get through it. I've heard it done in two thirty. This is a solid two forty. Oh, I know. Uh, but it's such a fun piece. I wish I could play it, but maybe one day. One when day. I, when one I day. get older. Yeah. When I grow up. When, when, yeah, when we grow up. Um, so let's listen to uh, Dance of the Elves by David Popper. Yeah. So I love how it's a, just a flashy, fast-paced piece, and then all of a sudden, at the end, these two little strum chords, like nothing ever happened, and it's just it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's it's such a cool piece. Well, uh, you know, how, how can you, uh, something that's so grand the entire way through, you have to almost ramp it down a bit just to yeah. throw, show contrast. I love how they, <laughs> they do that. It's almost like a joke, which is, well, it's there. Jokish creatures. Trying to think. There's another piece. We'll have to we'll have to go back through. There's uh, another violin flash piece that's very very similar. Um, Let's talk beer. So we we're trying to think what what beer personifies what beer that is something that we know that we dr- drank a lot of uh, that personifies really kind of slick playing, really fancy playing, and and uh, really here in in Portland, Maine, there's nothing better than slick nick. 
Uh, now, if you guys have been here, Sebago Brewing Company uh, has been around for a Compared to most of the breweries long, around here, I want to say time. like 18 years. Yeah, I mean, when you were coming to school here, yeah. you, they, they were well established oh, already. Yeah. So, Sebago is uh, Sebago Lakes, just, just around the corner from us. Sure. Uh, beautiful spot in the summertime and the winter. Uh, and they, uh, they, make a, they make a whole range of beers, but Slick Nick is their, their long winter ale. Now, this thing's got 7.2% ABV, so you. It does. It goes down really easy, so it, it can hit you pretty hard if you're if you're not Once watching. Once you cross that seven percent threshold, you kind of start going downhill with yeah. your tolerance. <laughs> so, well, and hopefully, in, if you're drinking this in the winter, you've already had a lot on your stomach and you're good to go. Um, but this is one of their seasonals. I, first, I think I first had this two years ago. You you pulled a can out. And you just said, "Try this." Yeah, proper good. Um, and it's uh, it's it's. For a day like today, which is overcast and a bit cloudy, that malty warmth is just, it's perfect. It's perfect. It, it works exactly for what it is. Um, not too hoppy, which in Portland, you know, it's tough to find something without yeah, it's... a load of hops. <laughs> um, so it's got just enough hint of it. Um, and yeah, you chill it down in the fridge and it's and it's lovely. So we're, we're hitting this right now. It's, it's really great. And another thing that's been fun about Sebago, so for years and years, years they, they bottled bottled, bottled, bottled all their beers. And then I think about, I think it was two years ago, maybe a little less, that they came, they started canning everything. It's dead. Yeah. And that's been the, then the big national trend. Um, but they hopped on board and it's, it's. I actually have preferred the taste of some of the beers in can. Um, I don't know if, it's, if you've noticed that with your beers when you try them, but compared yeah. to the bottle, but... Well, keeps um, it fresher, keeps the light out, light yeah. changes the flavor. And it was it was um, it was Luke Livingston from Baxter well, in episode the first, the two, first one. who told us uh, he was the one who educated me about this. I had no idea, but uh, the whole idea of canning's more econ- uh, environmentally friendly, yeah. economical, and like you say, it keeps the the flavor better, um, way better. So, and they've been doing they, they've been doing the slickness since '98. There's actually been two different. If you go on Beer Advocate, there's two different incarnations of it that they've since retired. Uh, different ABVs. It used to be a little bit less strong, uh, and now they've they've ramped it up to 7.2 in this Whoa. latest this third incarnation. Um, and and if yeah, if you're anywhere cold for the winter, if you come through Maine. Pick up a six or a slick nick because it is absolutely and worth it. And also this time of year from them, the uh, Lake Trout Stout is, is pretty solid as well. I haven't had that one yet. Yeah. Oh, no, I take it back. I did have that when we went to dinner last Wednesday night. You did. That was a thing. We went. To, we actually went to Sebago down here in Portland, and uh, I had never had the Lake Trout Stout, but yeah. first yeah. time. That was lovely, actually. There you go. I like how your memory's coming back. It's good. Well, the last one few days. One day at a time. If you've been following our feed on Instagram, you've seen that we consume quite a bit of beer over the Thanksgiving holidays. Just a couple. Yeah, yeah as you do. Anyway, uh, so let's let's segue into uh, Maddie's Maddie's pick of his flashy, slick, flashy piece. And this is a piece written by a guy we talked about last week, uh, Vianowski. Um, the, uh, we were saying he was the, the guy... Uh, actually, no, we talked about Paganini last week. There you Sorry, go. We'll oh. They have eyes in their name. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all, all from that side of the world, isn't it? Um, so, uh, this... I was very the, elitist. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't America, it ain't nothing. If, <laughs> um, oh, so many things I could mutter right now. But uh, This is a piece called Scherzer Tarantella. Um, scherzo, uh, any piece, if you see any piece with the word scherzo in it, you know it's going to be quick. Yeah. Uh, a Tarantella is a type of dance... Um, and usually very fast. Do you know what it translates to? Uh, is it spider? Spider dance. There we go. 
And we've, I think we've all done our own version of the spider dance when you get enough drinks in you and they're playing a bit of... Is the crab Curtis walk Mayfield. just the reverse spider dance? It's gotta be. I don't know. If anyway. people want to send us your best crab slash spider dance, please do. What would a Tarantella look like to you? Um, but the Scherzo Tarantella is a piece... This is a recording by uh, the, the legend Itzhak Perlman, who actually inspired me to play violin when he played with Elmo on Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, uh, I played this when I was 15... Um, and after I performed it for the first time, my teacher, Angela Frascarelli, said, Matthew, looks like you, <laughs> you find they're playing with something bordering on good tone or something like that. It was real confidence boost. Like kind of that offhanded compliment. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, that nice job, but it's kind of terrible, you know? It's... Yeah, yeah. Well, and to be fair, it was nothing like uh, Harry Tuck plays well, it. Hopefully um, you're not complaining. <laughs> this piece, just so you know, it starts off, uh, it's just a piano and violin, starts off really fast. And then it'll uh, it'll contrast into these really lyrical, beautiful passages, and then it'll transition right back into really fast, uh, really fast violin lines. Um, it's quick, it's fun, and let's have a listen. This is uh, "Scherzo Tarantella" by Vianowski. <laughs>
Same thing, just the the way you come across this incredibly intense and uh, and complicated finale, and then just two quick notes and it's done. Bam, just like that, just like <laughs> that. And <laughs> and when when you when you're not very good like Itzak is, um, no, sorry, when you're not very good like I was. There we go. Um, we got there. <laughs> you finish, and there's just this. You finally realize you haven't breathed for four and a half minutes, yeah. and it's just like, okay, that's done, thank God. But uh, one thing we're, we're curious from you guys, which, uh, this is what we want back from you guys after this episode, is what is a piece you've wanted to hear on this episode? On, yeah. on Not on this episode, but on Bach to Bach in general. What's a piece of classical music that you really love Yeah, um, that you've been wanting to hear? What have you come across? Have you heard something? Or have you just been looking looking on your own, found a piece that, that we haven't even touched upon? And So that's your homework for us, for... The next few episodes, get on it. Never too old for homework. And if you want to uh, check out Slick Nick, uh, the distribution doesn't go too much further outside. I know we've seen it in New York, um, but outside uh, New England, not too much farther. But yeah, yeah. If uh, if you do come to Maine, it's uh, Sebago Brewing. The, the website is www.sebagobrewing.com. Uh, the beer we've been drinking is Slick Nick, the Long Winter Ale, um, and it is lovely. It's great. Perfect for this time of year. It really is. So next week will be the first episode of December after the year of hell. And then, um, yeah, 2016. And so just uh, go, go away. away. Uh, but uh, we'll come back next week with a whiskey that was aged in Allagash barrels, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, that, that's yeah, it's kind it's of a fun episode. Awesome. But this has been another episode of Bach to Bach. Cheers. Follow us on social media and cheers. <laughs>